Yeah, dog. Back to the freestyles is another solo episode. Let's fucking do this. Drill beat this time. I don't know how I'm gonna do a freestyle on a drill beat. This shit is gonna be hard as fuck. I can tell you that much. Yeah, hard as fuck. Yeah, yeah, hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey. Yeah. Feeling amazing. I'm feeling great. Bitch, get up my face. Yeah. I don't know what I be saying. I just know that I'm about to slay this beat. Oh my god, it sounds bad. I cannot control that. Yeah, my flow is so whack. No Tierra. Yeah, 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 yeah. No Tierra. By the way, did you guys know that Tierra means Earth in Spanish? Tierra, Spanish. Yeah, you know that I'm be balling. Yeah, you know that I'm the best. Can't nobody fucking say shit. Can't nobody fucking say shit. Ain't nobody fucking tell me that I am not a revolutionary guy. Oh my god, I feel fine. I feel great. I'm so dumb. I don't know. I feel weird. I do not like this freestyle at all. Drill beats are hard as fuck to rap on. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to come up with a rhyme, but all that comes to my mind is trap on. And I don't wanna make a bar about strap ons, that's just kinda weird. Strap on. Yeah, you know that I'm on some other shit. Can nobody get to my motherfucking level? I'm the best, yeah. You cannot compare your shit to me, cause you know I'm me, cause you know I'm going full motherfucking beast on this beat. Oh my god, I'm so motherfucking great. Don't you see the greatness? Yeah, anybody who's been around me is lucky to even know me. That's how I feel every day. That's what my confidence says. Yeah, I'm feeling awesome. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling dope. Now let's jump into the damn episode. Okay, there were some good bars in there. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> I gotta stop freestyling. I gotta stop freestyling. This shit is just plain cringe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 151 of the Empty Opinions Podcast with you, Solari Polanco. This is take two. I recorded a two fucking hour long episode like a couple of days ago, and that shit was a fucking banger. And then I come to check the recording, and it only recorded for 30 fucking minutes. And I was like so upset. It was one of those things where like you're upset, but then you're like, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's also so ridiculous that you're just like, Fuck it. I don't even want to think about doing a podcast like ever again in my life. I'm going to do everything except the podcast. And now it's time to do the podcast because time is running out and the episode should be out in a couple of days from the time I'm recording this. So I said, you know, fuck it. Let's try to do it again. You know, I have a pretty solid structure for this episode. Um, I kind of want to recreate that last episode, but not really because I already know with that episode what made it so special was it was a different set i was trying out a different set but it's one of those things where like i can only record it in that set unless like there's daylight and obviously i'm recording this at night right now well no obviously you couldn't tell well i'm just letting you know it's night i'm recording this i can only record it in this space that i've been recording it at for a while but i'm kind of starting to get tired of it look man i need some change in my life i've realized i'm starting to feel like 
all right, I'm fucking bored of everything. You know, nothing's exciting, really. So I'm going to start trying new things in the coming year or even this year, you know, the one month that we have left. Um, I'm going to try to do things differently, try out new sets, try out different angles, you know, just shake things up a little bit. I've been doing this fucking podcast for 150 episodes. If I don't change things up, I'm just going to fucking, you know, get bored of it and never want to do it again. So I want to make it exciting and keep it going until episode 1 million. Is that even possible? How many episodes how many episodes does the Joe Rogan podcast have? Like 1500 at this point. That's like minimum for me. That's like before I could even consider retiring. Has to be like quadruple digits of episodes. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to I'm going to get there. Um yeah, the way we're going to here's the structure for this episode is going to be a main topic. I'm going to go to I'm going to take it to housekeeping to kind of break up the episode a little bit and for me to take a break. And then we're going to come back and it's going to be pop culture. I'm going to talk about a few pop culture topics that I wrote down that I don't necessarily have a lot to say about, but they're just fun things that I kind of want to rant on. But let's talk about the thing that's been going on in my life in the past week. And this is going to serve as almost like a sequel to the storyline that I was talking about, the, the experience, the real life experience that I was going through in the last episode. And if you don't remember the last episode, you know, I was just talking about, you know, like an experience I've been having recently with this woman. Um, it feels weird saying woman, because when you think woman, I don't know why, but when I think woman, I think like a 30 year old, but no, she's like around my age. So I don't want to say girl, young woman. No, that sounds even worse. Sounds like I'm a fucking, you know, <laughs> principal at a high school. Whatever. Fuck it. I'll say girl. Keep it simple. Girl rolls up the tongue is one syllable. You know, I don't mean it in any sort of way. I don't mean to infantilize the women that I'm talking about. It's just easier to say girl. You know, beautiful girl. You know, there's a reason that song was beautiful girl instead of beautiful woman they just you know wouldn't flow it just doesn't sound as good um so this is girl that i was talking about the last episode where like she i felt like she was giving me signs that she was interested but every time i would try to engage with her it wouldn't work and i felt like weird about it like what the fuck it says make signals why the fuck every time i try to make this work it just doesn't work um and the conclusion i came to in that episode was just you know just let it be, you know, don't engage with it. Just know that this is kind of like a game. You're in this weird, almost matrix like scenario that you can see through it. You know, you took the red pill or whatever the fuck the pill was that let you see the real thing. Now just see it for what it is and keep your life pushing. Just don't engage with it. And guess what? Exactly like right after ending the episode, like I literally like uh, on my way to my parents' house because we we're gonna watch something. I literally sent her a text. <laughs> I sent her a text, like, um, you know, just for whatever reason. I thought here's my 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 rationale with that. It was just like, you know, I felt really excited they had just done the 150th episode of the podcast. Which, you know, let me pull out my soundboard. It's a fucking big deal. Exactly. It's you know, it's big. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for applauding and you know total totally real audience that's right in front of me um but you know i said okay fuck it i'm just gonna focus on the podcast 
And the only way I can do that is getting rid of this thing that's happening. That's taking my attention away from the podcast. And so that was my intention by like texting her. I wanted to be completely direct about it. And, you know, before I get too deep into the story, just want to let you guys know that this is kind of like a background for the overall topic or what I'll call this episode, which is the post nutty clarity. <laughs> and you hear that and you're like, OK, that sounds kind of familiar. There's a weird twist in there, but I feel like a lot of us has probably heard post nut clarity, something typically, you know, related to men. If you don't know what post nut clarity is, I'll tell you. Is when a guy is very horny and he makes a lot of dumb decisions. He thinks he likes a woman. He fucks her. I don't know why I'd be so crude sometimes. I just feel like it's funny to be and he fucks her instead of being like, and he has sex with her or he makes love with her. Nah, dog. He fucks her. <laughs> My fuck isn't sounding as funny as it typically does. I don't like it. My fuck is typically very funny. The way I say fuck, I'm proud of. And it's not coming out the way I want it. But, um, whatever, post not clarity is just when a guy has sex with a woman and, you know, afterwards he realizes, you know, that was all horny. Like he was in a, in a haze of horniness. I like that haze of horniness. I like that. I like the alliteration in that, but yeah. So then at that point when you realize, oh, actually I don't like this girl <laughs> or like everything I did in the past three hours, I wouldn't have, would have never done if I probably just would have jerked off. Like, got it out of my system. Which, which by the way, just a quick a quick aside, I do feel like this is going to sound very graphic, but I feel like every time I jerk off, it feels like I'm exercising my demons. I feel like I'm getting rid of, I'm dispelling the horny, <laughs> the fucking horny devils. <laughs> like, I feel like every time I jerk off and, you know, I don't want to get graphic. I'm already being graphic. Listen, this beginning is going to be a little graphic, okay? Just... Bear with me. Every time I jerk off and it just every time I jerk off and then ejaculate because jerking off doesn't necessarily connect with ejaculating. You know what I mean? Like ejaculating is just getting the come out again. I could have said semen, but I said come already. This episode is so much different than the last one. The last one was much more like intense and I wasn't being as funny. This one, I'm all over the place. I think it's the lights because the lights are kind of closer to me this time. And I think the heat of it is fucking getting me like I'm about to have a fucking, you know, hopefully I don't have a heat. Uh, what the fuck is the term? A heat. Um, you know, when you pass out from, you know, overheating or like when there's a uh, let me look it up. Actually, no, it's not heat syncope. It's not heat exhaustion. It's a heat heat wave fuck man this is gonna bother me i don't know it's a heat heat uh heat fucking i don't know i don't even know how the fuck i can even google this but i think basically what i'm saying is the heat from these lights being too close to me is gonna prevent me from having as good of an episode as the last one the 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 fucking lost episode take one um, so, you know, keep that in mind, but where was I? Now nah, I don't even know. Oh yeah. I, I just basically got an attention saying this episode is nothing like take one, but fuck it. Let me keep going. Cause I was talking about ejaculating is when you get the come out. I could have said semen, but I said come and jerking off. is just emotion that gets you there. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> let me go back to the main story. I was just explaining what the fuck post nut clarity is. And hopefully it's clear. If it's not look, look it up because I don't feel like good diving back into that pool again but i coined this phrase on twitter when i realized that for the past like week i've been in a weird haze 
where like i just felt very like wild you know what i mean like everything i was doing i was either it almost feels like a blur like i can barely remember the past week after this one incident that i'm going to talk about in this story which is the preamble to reaching post nutty clarity which is like after you went through your crazy phase where you just went fucking nuts you know you 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 truly let go you said fuck it i'm gonna act on every single one of my instincts or like something really triggered you and you went fucking nuts and you weren't thinking rationally but then at a certain point you come back to earth like my feet touched the fucking ground and i was just like oh fuck i went crazy and that's when you realize all the crazy shit that you just did that's what I call post-nutty clarity. Now, talk about the nutty shit that I did and went through before I, I, I'm here, before I arrived here in front of you guys with some post-nutty clarity. Right now, I'm speaking to you with some post-nutty clarity. But let me get back into the story. So I said, you know what? Right after that podcast, I said, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, be direct with this girl and just tell her, you know, just try to get rid of the situation and be as diplomatic and just straightforward as possible and so okay now this is this is the moment of truth because when i was going through the story in take one i was very explicit with the text that i received back and forth and i think that was just too much detail like way too much like there was no need for me to get that in depth so in that way maybe it was for the best that, that fucking episode was lost maybe that episode could have got me in like a lot of trouble <laughs> Maybe that episode would have really got me into a lot of trouble. And so it was almost like God or the universe being like, no, bro, you're not going to put that episode out. I'm going to make sure it doesn't record all the way. So you re-record it and you actually are careful with your words. Because I could see if the last episode would be coming out, that would be a wild episode because that was so fucking direct. But I'll get the gist. I'll give you guys just the gist of this conversation that I had with this girl. I'm just going to paraphrase everything that was said. So basically, I sent her a text message saying that, you know, that I basically what I'm telling you guys, which just like, I'm just going to be direct with you and just tell you that I like you and um, I would like to get to know you. I think that you like me or I'm pretty sure you like me, but, you know, you do certain things that make me doubt that. And I just want you to be honest with me. And that was just me basically being as straightforward as possible. No bullshit, no games. And then when I sent that text message, those couple of text messages, I thought, oh, okay. Well, for one, I didn't know if she was even going to respond, which that could also be a possibility. You know, everything is possible, um, especially dealing with this person. Um, but I sent that literally with the hopes of like, all right, let's just, you know, deal with this situation head on. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. But either way, I just want to know to know what direction to head in. And of course, my attempt to clear things up only made shit a hundred times more confusing because she hits me up and she's like, oh, I didn't know you liked me. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, and how do you know I like you? And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's the bro that like and that's literally the beginning of the end that's when i was entering my nutty face you know what i mean the same way that like you know christina aguilera entered her like bad girl face same thing with fucking you know <laughs> hannah montana <laughs> now they enter their fucking dark eras uh their dark faces that was me that was that was eladio's dark face at least for the past week <laughs> when i got those messages and that was just like again the past week has been a blur. 
with the shit that I've done and said on social media. But what's interesting is that this situation at this point, when she sent me those text messages, I was just like ready to like lose my mind because I didn't even know how to like deal with the situation. Then I remembered this same exact thing or something very close to this has happened to me in the past like nine months back at the beginning of the year, which is just very funny that my year is going to that my year started with this and is ending with the same situation. I don't know what the fuck that says about me, but it says something. But I just find it funny that like the beginning of the year, bro, like right before Cameo became the co-host, like I was dealing with the same shit where like this girl that I was dealing with in January, it was a similar situation in that like she was, she did some bullshit, right? And then she was kind of denying that she did it on purpose when I'm like 90% sure she was doing it on purpose. And here's the thing, that situation, th that situation and the way I dealt with this same exact situation again now showed me that i learned my lessons like i know i don't fall into the same trap twice you know i end up falling into a different trap <laughs> because i don't have the experience to deal with the other trap but like the same trap you're never gonna find me in again because the first time when this girl was like denying these things they were pretty obvious and it just seemed like she didn't want to like actually be direct about this which it's a rant I went on in the lost episode because that's something women do. Women don't deal in honesty. Women deal in like fantasy. Women deal in like trickery. They're like fucking witches. I don't know. They just don't deal in the fucking rational world. They have, well, it's not that they're not rational. It's that they have their own rationale that like, I feel like there's a reason most guys don't understand women. It's because the way they fucking see the world and the way they think and the way they think things are supposed to go is so different from the way guys think about it, right? So like in terms of just being direct, you can literally tell a woman, be the most direct you could ever be. Like, hey, I like you. I want this, blah, blah, blah. In some way, they find a way to like, contort this situation into where like that fucking modicum of truth that like solid nugget of truth gets completely lost in all this fucking shit not literal shit but like dirt and fucking you know mud and everything and now you're like fucking lost trying to find this nugget of truth that you eventually that it's the foundation for this entire situation right but you're like trying to dig through and trying to look for it and like you just keep seeing to find it and then you get lost in the sauce because they're able to drown you in the sauce women are very stinky that way it's interesting but yeah so when that happened earlier this year in january the way i reacted to them doing that was like being petty and like ag passive aggressive and like very confrontational and just plain old mad right or like vindictive i don't know i just remember i was just like fu being really sarc like really sarcastic which if you know me you know i can be the most sarcastic motherfucker you've ever met in your life and i've realized with that situation i can really be a petty bitch <laughs> i can be very petty and so you know i actually didn't like that i behaved that way because it felt childish right and so this time around, I'm like, I am not going to fall down the same trap. I'm not going to act childish. Now, did I act childish later on? Well, you be the judge of that. I'll tell more of the story later. But at that moment, when she said that, I was just like, you know what? All right. I appreciate the honesty. Thank you for telling me that. I really appreciate it. Just very, you know, again, like I said, diplomatic. I was just like, okay, fuck it. 
that's what that's what it is. I'm not even going to deal with that anymore. Like, you know, I personally believe to this day till now in my very, you know, in my instincts. Right. Because all we can trust is our instincts. So my my fucking deepest instincts, I still feel like she was kind of leading me on in some way. But then she said she didn't. So I can't argue with her. I can't be like, but no, you did. Because it's like, how can you tell somebody what they did? So, you know, I realize this is not worth the hassle. So it's like if you say you weren't leading me on, if you say you weren't doing anything. I'll take it for truth and just believe it myself. You know, deep down, I know what the fuck was happening. I trust my instincts enough. But what, what I found interesting is that the conversation kept going after that. And I don't know. To this day, I'm still kind of confused why the conversation kept going. And not only did the conversation keep going, it got very fucking muddled. Again, women know how to muddle a situation like no one, like nobody else, like none other. Because he kind of like, you know, without getting specifics of what the text was. The way she was talking was very much kind of like either like backtracking and like doubling down at the same time. That was something I've never seen in my life. I was reading that text and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm reading right now. Because if I'm reading what I think I'm reading, women are like masterminds or something. They're like fucking, you know, emotional warlocks. Because when I was reading the text, I'm like, wait, this sounds like she's agreeing with me and like, you know... Like, uh, like taking it back a little, but also doubling down. What am I reading? It was just so confusing because it was very contradictory. Again, women can be very contradictory. Women are like the walking definition of contradiction. So at this point, I just kind of found the situation all hilarious. But, you know, it became almost like the five stages of... Uh, I like to call them the five stages of dealing with bullshit. Because after that... You know, I didn't know how to reconcile with this thing that was very much like I thought obvious, but then she was denying it. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. So, like, the conversation ends in kind of a funny way because it's like it just felt ridiculous. The way the conversation ended was just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, to me, it just felt like, what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous. It's funny. You know, it was funny in that way. And, like, if you step back, it's like, this is crazy. But by the time the conversation ended, I was just like, Bro, this is fucking ridiculous. It was just like a like just laughing at the face of ridiculousness. I don't know. Call me Rob Deerdeck, you know. I was laughing at ridiculousness. That's a fucking bar. Clip that shit, Eladio. If you're watching this right now, editing this, you have to clip that and put that shit out. But then afterwards, she did what I said that she was doing, which is kind of like being like subbing me on the social medias. Like right away, like right after the conversation ended, she did it. And I know she did it because there was, you know, I don't want to get into it, but it's definitely very specific. Like I was like 99% sure she was doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and I had reason to believe this based on past shit that has happened. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so this, I mean, this is, that's, you know, more than the conversation and her, like giving me the, the muddled, like convoluted answer. It was more so her doing the shit right after she said that she's not doing the shit. And that just made me spiral. And literally, like, I was a nutty, in a, I was in the fucking nutty dimension for like five days. Just like, I don't know. I guess my brain was trying to rationalize what the fuck is going on and how to move on from it. But it was just like too much. And it's weird because, you know, 
I don't know if I'm conveying why this situation affected me so much. It might seem, I don't know if I'm being exaggerated enough. That's why I'm exaggerating it because it's not just the very objective way in which the conversation or this situation happened, but it's more so how I saw it. And that's, you know, that's what the fuck this podcast is, is my perspective. But yeah, it may seem like small to a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, that's it. That's weird. But, but you know, to me, it's just, you know, it affected me the way it affected me. And, you know, I acted the way I acted. And, um, I was just, again, I was in the nutty dimension for a while, just trying to reach some sort of looking for anything that made sense. And like I said, it was the five, five stages of fucking dealing with bullshit. So it's just like going through ups and downs, happy, sad. I'm never looking at social media again. I'm muting her. I'm unmuting her. I'm not liking any of her things. I'm going to watch her story. Like mind all over the place where like as the post nutty clarity was starting to settle in, it became a thing of like, I was just exhausted. Like it had been such a fucking wild string of events. You know what I mean? That like at a certain point I was just like, I don't even feel like thinking anymore. I'm just going to plain say from stay away from social media. Like I don't want social media, you know, I don't because muting. That's the thing about muting. I don't know if this is for everybody, but for me, muting does not work. Like I can't just mute a girl and like expect that that's going to make me not think of her because I'm just going to think of her regardless. It's just I'm not going to see her on my social medias. And knowing the way I am, I'm going to think about her for like a couple of days. And so it's going to come to a point where like my thoughts are going to get the best of me and I'm going to go to her profile because, go, you know, it's like I can't block her. That would be ridiculous, although maybe I can and maybe that's the way to do it. But I'm just too pussy to do it because if I do block her, it would obviously be the, you know, that would be it. They, I wouldn't be able to, you know, make the situation into something that is you know, something I want. So I can't block her. And so the next best thing is just muting, but muting, like I said, doesn't work because nothing's stopping me, you know, nothing's stopping my fucking shitty urges and instincts from just going to her social media and seeing her stories and reading her tweets. And then it becomes a cycle because it's like the reason I muted this girl in the first place was so her fucking, you know, the shit that she was doing wouldn't affect me. But then I go seeking it and then I get affected. And then it's all over again. And then I got to mute her again because I'm like, fuck, it got me right back where I didn't want to be. It's a fucking mess. But like I said, finally, I'm entering. I think I'm firmly in post nutty clarity. You know what I mean? I'm post nutty clear. I'm post nutty. I'm not nutty no more. Well, I sound pretty nutty right now on the podcast. Whatever. I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm yelling high energy, whatever. But yeah, like I said, now I'm just in post nutty clarity where like I don't even feel like even dealing with high emotions or like, I don't know. I just don't feel like dealing with it. It's all, it's just, it was so much for so long for like four straight days that at this point, I'm just like, is it worth it? Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna step away and like not do anything. You know what I mean? Because I shouldn't be doing anything anyways. The way that this situation has been left to me feels like, okay, this is all on her now. The ball's in her court. She has to do what she has to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to, you know, do it the way that I want, then, you know, hit me up. I'm all for it. If you're going to stick to your ways and do it the, one, the way that you want, Godspeed. It's just not what I want. And, you know, 
it's 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 a weird you know it's butting heads basically it just doesn't work and it doesn't mean that it can't work in the future you know what i mean like it, it could possibly work two months from now i don't know people change their minds rapidly but i just can't deal with that like us you know me and this girl even though we do like each other and if i say so myself i think we'll be pretty good together but if it's if we're not on the same page then it's just gonna cause strife to me probably to her as well so i'm just gonna gonna chill out and um but also you know i don't want to be in bad terms with this person because being in like it, this leads me to the way i'm gonna just wrap up this segment before we go to housekeeping is that everybody's feelings are valid, man. Everything they do, everything, you know, it's like the approach that everybody, everybody's intentions and everybody's feelings are always valid. There is no right and wrong. And so the way that I want to do something or the way that I want to approach one thing and the way that she does could be completely different and we could be at odds and it feels antagonistic. But like in reality, there's nothing antagonistic about it. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. Where like, obviously that's why I don't want to block her you know that will be very like antagonistic i just want to be cool and understand that we're just not you know we just don't want the same thing and just say that you know just stay cool because you know like i said things can change and so if she ever gets on my page or if i get on hers then it can work out and it'll be great and also you know i don't want to i don't want to spite my nose in spite of, what is it i don't want to i gotta look up this idiom okay i found a thank you google is basically i don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face you know what i mean like because it could be it's a possible you know it's a beautiful possibility and that's something that sticks out to me i remember my old spanish teacher always used to say to me like you ruin possibilities all the time like when something doesn't go your way you fucking dead it and then you move on and he was right and now i'm not trying to do that it could be with a friend it could be with somebody i enjoy their presence it could be with somebody who i like you know somebody i could possibly have on a podcast and have a great episode and a fellow creative i can you know support and you know give them a platform like just me and this girl having different views on how this thing should go or be i don't want that to like make anything bad so you know, now that's where I'm at. Like I said, this is post nutty clarity, a lot of you talking. What the fuck kind of sentence is that? The, you know, f <laughs> sentences that have never been said before for $500, Alex. Holy fuck. I this is post nutty clarity, a lot of you speaking. <laughs> Bro, I guarantee nobody in this fucking world has ever said that sentence. I guarantee it. But no, I'm for real. Like I'm, 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 you know, I'm not nutty at all. I'm very clear headed right now. And so I'm just like, I'm just going to do me and she's just going to do her. And then, you know, life sorts itself out. So if we're meant to be like, I think we are, it's just going to happen very naturally. Either I give in or she gives in and it's not about giving in. That's the wrong choice of words. Cut that shit. But yeah, my point is, is just things work out. And, it, you know, if it's meant to work out, it's going to work out fine without anybody forcing anything. And so that's why I'm just going to do me, focus on what I do best, the fucking podcast, you know, using this microphone, telling stories. And um, one thing you guys can count on, I'll definitely update you guys on whatever the fuck happens in my life. Because, you know, these stories, it, you know, this podcast feels like therapy a lot. But it's also like a lot of the shit that happens to me, I find to be fascinating stories. Like, almost like plot lines in a TV show. I do see myself as a main character. Fucking TikTok ruined that phrase. 
oh, you, you, you think of yourself as a main character. Yeah, no shit. We all think of, him, of ourselves as the main character. Because we're the only perspective we know. What the fuck kind of like... And it's become like a bad thing. It was like, oh, you think you're the main character. It's like, I am of my life. I'm the fucking main character, of course. Like, I'm not acting... Like, I'm not trying to live my life. Who the fuck lives their lives and thinking they're like the side character in their story, right? Like, that doesn't even make sense. We all think we're the main character because it's our fucking lives. And we control what the fuck we do. You know what I mean? And this is the fucking body we're in. So, yeah, I'm just fed up with fucking TikTok just using that phrase. But, you know, it's a real thing of, like, the way that I see a lot of the situations that I'm in. I'm like, this could, this could easily be a plot line in, like, a fucking HBO show or something. Like, I guarantee this could be a storyline in Insecure or fucking Girls. You know? So... Um, because I feel that way, that's why I'm always going to keep talking about the situations, even if they get me in trouble, even if the people I'm talking about, you know, even if they get mad that I mention it. And because I have gotten in trouble plenty of times before in the past for telling true stories that nobody knows, only the other person could ever know because I don't say names. But yeah, like I said, I'm going to keep uh, give you guys updated with anything that happens with that story. There's other hanging threads of like past storylines that I could also update you guys on. But I've been talking about this specific story for too long. So um, I'm going to take it to uh, housekeeping. We're about to go to housekeeping next to let you guys know everything that's happening in the Empty Opinions universe. And then right after that, we're going to talk about some pop culture topics. So stay tuned. Alright guys, here we are in housekeeping. Let's talk about what the fuck is going on in the Empty Opinions universe. Check out the letters, the, the, the last reaction that I did, or the last couple reactions. You know, I do reactions on this YouTube channel. That is the way I'm able to get views and subscribers and followers and all that shit and buzz. Because not coming from this podcast, I'll tell you that much. This is my fucking passion project. You know what I mean? This is the fucking foundation of Empty Opinions. It started off as a podcast. I want to make it into more. But you best believe this is my biggest priority for sure. This is the one thing I tend to always put all my effort on. And then whatever other time I have, I do other shit. Um, but the other shit that I tend to do is empty reactions. Like I said, that's kind of like the what I like to call it the loss leader. So go check that out. And most likely, if you're watching this, you probably have already. That's how you discovered the channel. So, you know. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. What was the last reaction I did? The last reaction I did was to the new Freddie Gibbs single, Black Illuminati, which, God, guys, I'm so excited for Triple S. Doesn't look like it's going to come out this year. Hopefully not. Um, because, you know, this year's done. I just want this year. You know, anything that happens after December is like, it's like the weird in between the purgatory month is what I want to call it. Like, December is like the purgatory month, where, like, whatever happens in those 30 days, those 31 days, it's just a bridge. It's like, it's almost, it's like it never happened, you know? That's how I want to treat it. Um, anything that happens before December belongs to 2021. Everything that happens after December belongs to 2022. Kick it down the can. Um, that's another weird tangent. But, yeah, check out that last empty reaction I did. And the one before that was well probably will become my most viewed video on the channel which is the aries believe in me who believes in you album reaction first full album reaction and it went swimmingly i mean it turned out to be the biggest reaction so and it only makes sense because you know aries reactions 
are what really pushed this channel over the edge is what got me to a thousand probably was gonna get me to two thousand so as a thank you i said fuck it it's been building up there's a lot of momentum you know i did it aries himself tweeted and posted on his story so it couldn't have worked out better and that was my first album reaction i'm proud of that but yeah check out all the empty reactions there's a playlist for that on the youtube channel make sure you follow me personally on social media on twitter and instagram at eladio talks also in letterbox if you want to see my movie opinions i don't watch movies as often as i wish i did it's just one of my hobbies that i tend to i've been doing less because i've been so busy the fuck is going on upstairs it's always some fucking weird noise bro i don't know what the fuck goes on but yeah follow me on instagram if you want to see some great pictures and maybe some fun clips some fun video clips that have nothing to do with the empty opinions brand but sometimes i just want to have fun and post shit in there so, you know follow me on instagram for that and follow me on twitter to see all my mental breakdowns because those are fun and to you know see how many tweets i post and delete <laughs> it's always fun you know you're going through it or like you're out of your fucking mind when you post and delete it more than like two times you know it's fun if you're on the outside you're like oh this guy's fucking losing it <laughs> if you want to see me lose it on a weekly basis go follow the twitter um also follow the brand on social media at my empty opinions on instagram twitter and tiktok there you can find all sorts of clips you'll always find clips out there on social media because people are too fucking short minded no that's not what that means what is it short uh all these people have short attention spans nowadays so the only way they'll even give you a chance or become aware of you is if you give them a fucking minute long nugget and those can be found on twitter instagram and tiktok uh follow the uh <laughs> i was like fuck it I'm... here's what just went through my head right now the brain fart that i just had i was like fuck it i'm gonna edit it so let me just get a bigger pause in there but then i realized it's gonna sound awkward with the music there's music in the background i cannot cut this is all live and that's what, like fuck it now we're here and you just saw me not react for like five seconds <laughs> that's i'm sure that's fun to watch or listen to um what I meant to say was check out the brand's website. Check out the Empty Opinions website, emptyopinions.com. Recently edited and rejuvenated. It's a few small details, but I feel like those small details are certainly going to help immensely. One of the only people, one of the only content, I think one of the few content creators that still has a website. Shit is irrelevant nowadays. All you need is a link tree and that's it. But I say, fuck it. I want this shit to look professional and formal. So that's what I got to do. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm paying a lot of money for this, for this fucking website. And I don't know if it's worth it or not, but it's there. Hopefully it pays off, pays off. And uh, finally, I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, I literally have a Venmo and a cash app as a way to support the channel in case anybody loves what I do and thinks what I do is great and wants to keep it going. Cause obviously it's not a secret or it shouldn't be a secret. I'm not making money off this shit right now. Just all, I'm all in the red. I'm not in the black. So that's what that means, right? Like black is when you're, or when you're like not losing money and red is when you are. Yeah. That's why it's called Black Friday. I don't fucking know. I forgot. They taught me that in one of my fucking financial classes. I don't remember why it's called Black Friday. I know it has to do with those two like 
financial terms, black and red. And speaking of two colors, you know, I have Venmo and Cash App, which are blue and green, but also black and white. Because mostly white people use Venmo and mostly black people use Cash App. And you best believe I got both options in case, you know, my white brethren, my Yakubian angels, <laughs> my white supporters, you know what I mean? Now, white tea supporters um, want to donate or like my brothers, my black brothers. By the way, anybody who's not black saying brother is racist. You can convince me otherwise. Just what it is. Um, but I have both links, whether you're white or black. It don't matter. I don't see race. Whether you're black or white. Wait, even acknowledging as black and white, it's seeing race. I was about to be, I was about to say like, I only see two races, but that's a pretty racist <laughs> saying you only see black and white is a wild sentence. <laughs> um, whatever, man, support the channel. If you like it, it is what it is. That's all for housekeeping. Now let's get back to the show. All right. We went through the main topic post nutty clarity. That's what the first topic was about. The main segment, the first segment. Then I threw it to housekeeping for a quick break. And now we're back to talk about some pop culture topics that I found interesting this past week. Let's start with like Future's latest <laughs> way to sell out, I guess. I don't even know how to describe this. Listen, guys, Future is a fucking pioneer, a goat, one of the most influential artists of the past decade, past two decades. And he seems to be one of the most genuine, you know, hip-hop artist that feels like he's just doing the type of music that he wants and he's not gonna sell out except if it's samsung money because apparently that's what it takes for this motherfucker to do some of the corniest shit i've ever seen in my fucking life have you guys seen that fucking future <laughs> samsung commercial i'm gonna pull it up because it's fucking crazy oh wow so he has couple he has a couple of ads from samsung this is very interesting because all of these songs are horrible. He listen. Samsung paid Future, I guess, to create their own jingles, which is supposed to be like trap and like I guess cool. But it's like Samsung. Like I don't know what the fuck they expect. Like, do they really think Future is gonna be enough to get the cool, young, hip kids to switch to Samsung, especially for for Galaxy Buds two, for the Galaxy Z Flip three, five G. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Let's hear what. Let's hear these uh the same these future songs. Hopefully they're not copyrighted. They probably will be. But these are like some of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard in my life. I can't believe Future did this shit. Excuse me, guys. Always gotta be in the groove. Okay, get to the song, bro. Future. Listen to this. Oh my god. Holy shit, that's cringy. What the fuck? Oh my god. I don't think I've seen this one. I've seen others. That's fucking cringy. Bro, my whole body cringe just now. Is she even listening to me? Get some clout. Bro, get some clout? Bro, Galaxy Buds 2 are not going to get you any fucking clout. I'm sorry to say to anybody watching or listening to this, they're not going to get you any fucking clout. Bro, 
That was fucking horrible. That was fucking bad. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who thought making a trap song about Galaxy Airbuds was going to be like a banger? Like, and who's this appealing to? Because it's clearly not going to be towards older people who may hear the lyrics and be like, oh, that's cool. But older people are not going to like trap music. And younger people are going to hear the lyrics of this trap ad and be like, what the fuck am I listening to? We got to listen to another one because... I hadn't heard that one, but that one's pretty bad. But they're all like that bad. Let, let me hear this Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G ad. Again, it doesn't start with a like song. It's missing something. Baby, I got you the ultimate statement piece. Oh my god, what? And it comes good for us. You did not. Future. Amy, you up about to be tripping. Cause your new phone to be flipping. Here's a T when you go hands free. Oh my god, bro. Future, there's no way Future wrote this rap. There's no fucking way. What you would think they would pay him to like come up with a cool rap. But there's no way he wrote this. Are you hearing this? This sounds like fucking 1980s rap. What did he just say? Hold on, I gotta take that back. Cause you got you guys gotta hear this. Oh, you ought to be tripping because your new phone will be flipping. That's like, bro. I think doing my freestyles, I've come up with a better bar than that. Holy shit. Okay, let's just hear this whole thing. When you go hands free, you get more sick picks off your outfits and kicks. Passion is your passion. Why did he say outfits and kicks like that? Did they pay Future to sound as white as possible? You the main attraction. See, you're already blown up. Gifts with clout speak for themselves. It's not gonna get you clout, Future. I'm sorry, you probably have clout, but even at this point, you're like fucking 40 years old. You're out of touch, man. And you sold out. Nobody's gonna get this shit for clout, bro. Like, you can pull out, pull this out of the party. It's like, oh my God, this the screen on this phone flips? That's fucking crazy. But that's not going to get people to like you. <laughs> Yo, that's not going to get you any more views. What the fuck? Okay, just the last one because... No. Bro, there's so many. There's like two more. Fuck it, we'll go through them. The Galaxy Tab S7. F-E. I mean, the names of these products already. You name them. Somebody asked you, Yo, what's that like weird tablet that you got? Oh, Really? Um, I actually have this Galaxy Tab S7 FE. They're going to be like, they're just, they're not even going to ask any further questions that you're just going to turn around and walk away. That, I guess that's why they need future to make it cool. Yo. Ari, wake up. I'm awake. Don't sleep on this sick gift. It even come gift wrap. By the way, okay, because I know future is about to start rapping. The beats are horrible as well. They're not even good trap beats. At least get a good, if, listen, if the beat was at least good, I feel like most of these ads will be tolerable. They're not so far. Been seen with a super fresh green, ultra large, cause you in charge. What the fuck? Ah! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's no way this is real, bro. How is this real? This is so fucking bad. I, bro, this shit is so bad, I don't even feel like finishing this. And I, I want to do the next one, cause... There's absolutely, I don't know what the fuck, bro, I guess this, this is just like the side effects of selling out, but like, apparently as an artist, you lose all sort of swagger and soul and like flow. Like, Future's rapping like he's never made music in his fucking life. Listen to this. Leaving them in the, uh, 
It's just, uh, listen, I, I think I'm making fun of Future too much here because I understand he's just trying to get the bag. But it's like, you hear this and it's like, you know, it's an impossible task to ask a rapper to make an ad about a Galaxy Tab S7 FE sound cool. Especially when they're making them rap the fucking tech specs. <laughs> they're making them rap the specs. It's never going to sound cool. It's impossible. And, you know, it's funny because even Future, it, this sounds fucking awful, but there's like pockets in there where like, okay, he's flowing, but then it gets ruined completely. God, I need to know how much money they paid Future. Thank the rents that came with gift wrapping. Seriously? Best gift ever. Gifts with cloud. Speak. No, no. Every time he says it, I'm going to cringe because nobody's getting clout from this. Let's play the fucking last video, Galaxy Watch 4 with Future. Lift those hands, ladies. Don't let that crown slip. <laughs> okay, real quick, for anybody who's not watching, the, the way this ad looks already, I like it way better. I like the set of it. That's probably going to be the only compliment I give this ad. Galaxy Watch 4 from your son. Comes gift wrap. Mama, you the illest, you the fastest. Got you this watch, so show him you the baddest. <laughs> this is great content, man. I'm mad. How are more people not talking about these fucking ads? This is fucking crazy. This is awful. This is like so bad. If this is gonna make people not want to switch to Samsung for the next twenty years, that's how bad these ads are. No, 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 I'm about to get the fuck out of here, bro. There's no way Future's rapping about. Oh, fuck, this is so much, bro. This is so fucking good. So bad. It's 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 so bad. It's good. Bro, hearing Future talk about how your heart rate elevates is fucking insanity. <laughs> Future's in our crew now. I think you're right. This, okay. Out of all the ads we just watched, that part was the most unbelievable because there's a fucking white woman recognizing Future. There's no fucking way. A middle-aged white woman is not really going to know who the fuck Future is. Okay? The only reason white people even know who Travis Scott is is because he got Kylie Jenner pregnant. And they're like, I know Kylie. That's her black boyfriend. That sounds kind of racist, but that's, I'm just saying, that's how those white people would see it. Future, don't you dare, don't you fucking dare tell me these at these fucking watches are going to give me clout. I swear to God, if this motherfucker says that again, I'm, I'm leaving. Guess what clout? Speak for themselves. Okay. I'm done. Yeah, man. I just wanted to show you guys... <laughs> The future apparently just said, fuck it, man. If you give me the biggest bag possible, I'll be the least cool person anybody has ever seen in their life. And you know the wild thing about this? If these ads are televised or like nationally televised and white people see it or like, you know, white middle-aged women see it, they're going to be like, oh, this future fellow is pretty cool, if I must say so myself. And then they go listen to the future's music and it's just, <laughs> they get a heart attack. <laughs> fuck, man. That was crazy, man. Because I'd never seen all these ads. I only saw one while using Reddit. And I'm like, I have to talk about this. I'm glad I did because that was fucking wild. And I guess this is going to be a good way to segue into the next topic. Because let's just hear from another hip-hop artist that is trying their best to sell out. And it just sounds horrible. 
And I just got to talk about Toy Lane's just like latest 80s pop music, bro. That shit is fucking ass. <laughs> like his attempt at pop music, it's really funny because it's so obviously him trying to go for a mainstream hit, I guess, or a mainstream sound. Because as we all know, The Weeknd kind of popularized his sound, especially with Blinding Lights breaking every single record imaginable right and now there's been so many people trying to do it like i even know this like latin trap artist named eladio carrion which is same name as mine for the longest i used to hate this motherfucker you can guess why but he recently put out an 80s pop song and i'm like what the fuck are we doing here like that's how crazy it's getting and you know Tory lanes is i, I guess trying his best it's bad, bro. It's bad. I don't know if I should play the song. I think I want to, but, you know, it might get copywritten. But you know what? I don't make money of these fucking podcasts anyway. Right? So might as well. Fuck it. Let's let's go for it. Let's listen to the latest Tory Lane songs that he's put out. There have been two singles. And the first single, Lady of Namek, has almost 10 million views. Which shows that, like, even though nobody's talking about Tory Lane's, which I understand why, obviously, the whole making the selling situation... Nobody kind of wants to say it because they feel like, you know, Toy Lanes is canceled. But there's so many people listening to Toy Lanes still. Because, you know, unfortunately, Toy Lanes was making me good music. And there's so much ambiguity with the Toy Lanes situation that people are just like, I'm not going to be a loud supporter of Toy Lanes, but you bet your ass I'm going to listen to his music. I'm just not going to tell anybody. That's how a lot of people, most of your friends, most likely still listen to Tory Lanes. I know I do. I proudly play his old stuff before he apparently shot Megan Thee Stallion, allegedly. We, there's still no proof about that. You know, it was just Megan's word versus Tory's. But I, I feel like so many people have not, you know, all that's happened with Tory is that people just silently listen to him now. That's it. But man, I, in, in, and I think this is part of his strategy to try to become mainstream again and try to be like, hey guys, let's just move past whatever the fuck happened between me and Megan. You know, I'm not Chris Brown. There's no real evidence that I like abuse this woman. Let's just move on. And now he's trying to make mainstream 80s pop music and it sounds fucking dreadful. I'm going to play a little bit of it so you guys can hear it. I don't want to see the fucking video. I just want to hear the song. Fuck the video. Well, whatever. I'll play the video a little bit. Baby, baby, baby. I want you to leave, but you stay. Listen to the vocals. My brain and my heart ain't the same. But, oh my God, that sounds fucking even worse than I thought. Even worse than I remember. Here's why the vocals sound bad. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking, but obviously I feel like Tory Lanez, what he's trying to do with these... 80s pop songs and singles and sound is to incorporate its typical kind of like um r&b side or you know past you know poppy side that he's done in the past and trying to put it into the 80s pop world but like basically what i'm trying to say he, i think he's trying to put his own little flavor with the 80s pop music and he's doing it with these strange vocals that by the way is why it sounds so bad it's already bad that he's trying to jack this style so blatantly a lot of people are some to some success and some to horrible success but besides him just straight up stealing this sound and uh i don't know just coming up with something original like listen to the vocals so will i let you in i can literally with enough sound effects i can make this fucking what, like $80 microphones sound exactly the way that Tory sounds right now. 
I can hear it. It sounds echoey and fucking dry. Listen to this. As long as you won't do this to me again, baby. It's not even catchy. You know what I mean? That's what I don't like about it. When I left my heart in your hands, you left me scarred. That sounds dance. fucking. I, the reverb sounds like so exaggerated. I can I cannot enjoy it. I don't know how the fuck almost 10 million people have been listening to this. Baby, let's not do this again. I want to wait until the beat drops. We're just friends. Oh my god. Do you guys hear that beat? Listen to that. I'm just going to not say anything. You're going to see it on my face how much I fucking hate this beat. Bro, that sounds so fucking bad. Bro, I promise you, if I decided to make an 80s pop song, it would turn out a billion... Well, let me not exaggerate that much. I think I could make a better... I think I could make a better 80s pop song than this fucking song right here. I guarantee it. Are you... Bro, the beat sounds like a beat that will make up for, like, Saturday Night Live. Listen to this. We need to, baby. But I always know how the sense of you gon' play me. And then the book, bro, the mix between the horribly cheap 80s pop song, which I, it might be a type beat. No, I can't even say that because most type beats are better than whatever the fuck this is. But the fucking combination between the cheap pop beat and the outlandishly bad vocals, which was a choice. He said, fuck it, drown me in reverb. And let me use this like $30 microphone. Handheld, it sounds like a handheld microphone too, which is wild. Like, that mix between the two is like, I can't even believe he's like actually releasing this. Because listen, if you're going to attempt to jack, you know, that kind of obvious style that's popular right now, at least make it sound good, bro. And I feel like the reason I'm so mad is like, Tori can make something way better than that. It sounds so fucking bad. I can't even believe it. I don't know how the fuck people are enjoying it, but it's it's been bothering me ever since he put out that first single and then he just put out the new one and it sounds just as bad. It's like, I can't listen to, I can't bear to listen to more than five seconds of it. It's really bad. I'm liking this episode. It's, it, it's interesting. I'm trying out new things, having the laptop on my lap. You know, that's why it's called a laptop. By the way, that's not that's not an ex you know that's not a lie. That's one hundred percent factual. The reason a laptop is called a laptop is because it's meant to go in your lap. That's the way a fucking a nice fat ass. It's nice to have in your lap. You know what I'm saying? Dog, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck, man? I'm losing my mind. What the fuck is a term? I still don't even remember what it is. It's like, it's not heat wave. It's not heat rush. Maybe it is heat rush. I'm going to actually look up that. Like heat rush. What the fuck is a heat rush? Because I can't end this episode without knowing what the fuck I've been trying to say. Heat rash? I, get, I do get a heat rash, but that's not what I'm talking about. Heat stroke. Oh my God. Why the fuck could I not find heat stroke? That's what I'm saying. From the beginning of this podcast, I've been talking about I'm probably going to get a fucking heat stroke. You know what I mean? Recording with these really bright lights close to me. I'm glad I fixed that mystery. All right, let's get back into the last two topics I got to talk about. One thing that I'm seeing that I truly do not like is that apparently the Warriors are like a good team now. Not only that, I think they might actually have the best record in the league. I think they've only lost like three times. When the fuck did the Warriors get that good? As far as I knew, last year, the Warriors were fucking horrible. They didn't even make the playoffs. 
Right? I'm like, wait, what the fuck? What did I miss? How in one off season did they get so fucking like good all of a sudden? Like I was thinking about the acquisitions that they recently got. Like I know they got, you know, Bialika. You know, they got Gary Payton the second. Who the fuck else did they get? And I guess that's it. But like apparently like their their young players that they had are all making a leap. Like Quantos Cano Anderson, that motherfucker's playing good. Jordan Poole's turning into the third splash brother. I mean, what the fuck is going on? And Draymond is like defensive player of the year now, a candidate for it at the very least. Warriors playing at an MVP level. I cannot tell you how mad I am that the fucking Warriors are good again. I did not want to see that shit. I had no faith in them before the season started. A lot of people were like, oh, Klay Thompson is coming back. I think the Warriors are going to be, you know, the best team in the league. And I'm like, or they think, oh, I think the Warriors have a good chance of going to the finals when Klay comes back. And I'm like, yeah, maybe when Klay comes back. But is it going to be, like, good enough? Like, they will have to be, like, 2015, you know, Warriors level of good. It looks like they're even better than that. It's fucking crazy. And I mean, the reason I'm not really rooting for the Warriors is because I'm not rooting for a lot of the teams I'm just not invested in or like the players I'm not invested in. Because for like the majority of the 2010s, I was not really paying attention to basketball as much as I am now. Now I really keep up with everything going on, right? And I'm rooting for the Sixers. I have a home team, you know, to root for. But, I, you know, and now I'm invested into, like, the newer, the newer and younger players, like LaMelo, John Morant, Trey Young, Luka. I fucking hate Luka, but at least he's somebody I'm seeing his growth. Jokic, I will never, I will never, never in my fucking life will I, will I acknowledge Jokic as a good player. You'll never hear that coming out of my mouth, ever, in your fucking life. I'm never saying Jokic is good. Bro, Jokic can score 100 points in a game. Jokic can fucking beat Will Chamberlain's record. And I will never even mention it. Fuck Jokic. I hate Jokic. And then people wonder why, you know, it's like, why aren't more people talking about Jokic being the best player in the league? It's because nobody likes him. Nobody likes Jokic. And that's the thing about a basketball player. If you're dominant enough, people are going to have to acknowledge you. So if Jokic does win a championship, I will have to give him credit and I'll probably hate him less. But until, until he doesn't get... Listen, until... Until he gets out of the second round in the playoffs, that's when I'll acknowledge him. Actually, didn't Jokic go? They, they were in the, the, the Western Conference Finals. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Until they win anything, that's the only way I'm going to acknowledge the Nuggets or Jokic are good. But I use Jokic as an example of the newer players that I'm, in, I'm invested in. I'm just not invested. Like, I don't give a f I could care less. Like, you know, you see, like... Lakers versus Warriors, you know, like Lakers versus, you know, whatever, this or that. Like, I, I like I remember those matches, those games get a lot of views, like like uh, the Lakers versus the Warriors because LeBron versus Steph. And you see with the Nets, like, you know, KD and Harden, like all the superstars that were like the best like a couple of years ago, I could give a fuck about watching them. Honestly, I just want the newer generation to stop this old fucks. You know what I mean? LeBron can play good for one game. That's not going to trick me. LeBron, you're not the best fucking player in the game anymore, okay? You had one good game. It's over. You're going to have like five games. You're going to have five really good games max this season. It's over. And, you know, this motherfucker LeBron plays like ass for like 10 games. He goes crazy in one game. And all of a sudden, King James, let me crown him. He's one of the best in the world. It's like, what? You got to do that shit repeatedly, bro. I know he's like 50 years old, so it's impressive. But it's like... It's not impressive to me because people then was like, yeah, LeBron is the best player in the game. And then the next game, he's awful. 
dog shit. But the point of that rant is just, you know, I fucking hate the Warriors and I do not like to see them being as good as they are. And I guess one final point I want to say about all of this is that it's going to be interesting if I the finals right now that I would like to see, because I have no trust in the Sixers. I think this is a buffer season. I don't think anything's going to go on with the Sixers. I have no expectations for the Sixers this season. So you take them out. I think it will be fun finals to see Warriors versus Bucks because I do want to see how they match up. And I want to see how they, you know, how they play against each other. And I want to see the Greek freak, Giannis, Antetokounmpo. See, I know how to say his last fucking name. Beat the Warriors once and for all. The new dynasty taking over the old dynasty. Book it. You know what I mean? Uh, Adam Silver. If you truly do rig games, you know what I mean? If all these games are fucking rigged, that's what you need to do to make shit exciting. Okay, now the way we're going to end this episode is talking about this last topic that has to do with, obviously, Rico Nasty. If you don't know what's going on with Rico Nasty, Rico Nasty is one of the coolest young artists, young hip-hop artists, or just plain artists in music industry right now. I don't know how the fuck to speak. I skipped, like, at least a couple words in there that made me sound like a kindergartner. But we, we move, you know what I mean? I just keep going. It's a podcast. I can't get hung up on me mispronouncing shit. So Rico Nasty, one of the most exciting artists in the music industry right now, is getting a lot of flack and, like, plain, like, rude comments and, like, being treated like shit, basically, because she right now is on Playboy Cardi's, like, tour. She's the opening act. And it's starting to show that, like, um, what's happening with Rico Nasty, it's like, bruh, No Name has been trying to warn everybody for, like, the longest. And do you guys remember when No Name first came out and said that she's not comfortable with her white audience, right? Like, she feels uncomfortable because what she's saying, she feels like nobody can really relate to it, but they're watching her, so it makes her feel like she's in a cage or something. And a lot of white people were like, but we pay for your tickets. You need to be appreciative that us whites are supporting you, right? And so it was a very controversial take to even try to defend No Name because at that point, I guess, what was that, 2019? It was 2020. You know, people were were scared, I guess, to say the truth about white audiences is that they can be entitled. White people in general can be entitled. But as we're starting to see where Rico Nasty and like this whole fucking Playboy Cardi tour fiasco, white audiences are the fucking worst, man. They're the fucking worst. And listen, one thing I find really interesting is that whenever I speak bad about white people or I generalize white people, there's always a certain group of white people that get really mad at me and they're like, oh, this is fucking racist, this or that. And then eventually they turn racist because they just can't help themselves. You know, they they become the very same thing they're accusing me of. But the cool white people, the people, the white people that understand they don't get upset because they know what the fuck I'm talking about. And those white people hate those white people. When I'm talking bad about white people, there's a very specific type of white person. You know, it sounds like I'm generalizing, but I'm clearly not. And those white people don't get offended because I know they, they know exactly what the fuck, what kind of white person I'm talking about. And now this shit with fucking Rico Nasty and this Playboy Cardi fiasco, it, it really gets me mad because not only... Are those that white audience proving no name right and being very insensitive and childish? You know what I mean? And like throwing shit, just being insensitive and fucking rude. Like it don't even matter. Like even if it wasn't a black woman, like that would still be crazy. But the fact that it is a black woman is very explicitly it's something about race and, and gender, right? Like 
what that audience is doing to Rico Nasty is both obviously racist and, you know, sexist. And people, a lot of people like to say, well, listen, man, why you gotta make everything about race? White, so th those kinds of white people, you know which fucking white people I'm talking about. Those kinds of white people, they love saying that. Why you gotta see everything through the lens of race? Why everything, why it gotta be about race? Because it is, motherfucker. It all, everything in the world is about race. It's not exclusively about race, but race obviously plays a part in a lot of the shit that happens in the world, but very specifically in the United States. I mean, the way that this country even came to be in the very backbone of this fucking country has to do with race, has to do with black people being made slaves and being considered lesser than white people. I mean, it's in the fucking root of this country. So to say, well, you got to make it about race in this country specifically, you know, it's a ridiculous statement to say in any context. But speaking about the U.S., bro, everything is about race in the U.S. Everything revolves around that. Again, not exclusively, but it does have to do something with it. So, yeah, it's very clear to me that what's happening with Rico Nasty with these fucking immature white fucks. White little fucks, young little, young little white fucks. <laughs> that sounds like a rap group, young little white fucks. That could be, that could be the next, you know, Brockhampton. <laughs> young little white fucks. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue perfectly. And now coming to the stage is young little white fucks. <laughs> and they, they get a round of applause, you know what I mean? Yeah, give it up for young little white fucks. You know what I mean? Um... But yeah, man, that Playboy Cardi audience, like, doing that to her, it's really cruel. And then you see her tweets about, like, her feeling suicidal and, like, always wanting to be in a tour. You know what I mean? And now she's crying every day while she's in it. And before I end this episode, before I end this topic, I just have to shit on Playboy Cardi for not doing anything about this. Even still, it's been, like... It's this topic has been played out for like the pet like this shit happened like two weeks ago. People have moved on. Ain't nobody even talking about this. But you know now is when I feel like talking about it. And also now is when I have a solo podcast so I can talk about pop culture shit. And now is when I finally kind of digested how fucked up what's happening to Rico Nasty is. But at the heart of this is Playboy Cardi, which my friend Jaja very explicitly talked about. How like follow him on Twitter, Jaja. Oh, oh, underscore? Let me actually look that up. Okay, I'm glad I looked it up because it changes. And I don't even know how the fuck I'm going to pronounce this. His name is still Jaja, but his fucking Twitter handle is Guys Guevara. G-H-A-I-S-G-U-E-V-A-R-A. -E Guys Guevara. He's talked about it plenty of times how, like, this just shows how whiteness and, like, the desire for a white fan base can really fuck up hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, he said whiteness ruined hip-hop. And I full 100% agree with it. That sounds like a hot take. It's not. If you see the shit that's happening, it's not just this. If you really pay attention, you see what the fuck has been happening ever since whiteness has been more and more integrated into hip-hop. That's why Jack Harlow's kind of dangerous. If you think about it, you know what I mean? Like, Jack Harlow might be... Here's my wild theory, my wild conspiracy theory. I believe that Jack Harlow is like a fucking FBI agent or something to infiltrate the black community and destroy from within. That's my fucking, you know, <laughs> wild crackpot theory. I don't really believe it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But yeah, man, if you notice all the shit that's happened from whiteness infiltrating hip hop or trying to infiltrate it, a lot of fuck shit has happened. But the fact that Playboy Cardi is so fucking afraid of losing his white audience, that he's just not speaking up against them, 
to protect Rico Nasty is really nasty. And it's one thing, one point I would drive, I want to drive home with this is that I feel like there's going to be a lot of artists that were probably considering it would be fun to be the, you know, the opening act for Playboy Cardi in his tour. But now they're seeing that Playboy Cardi is not going to protect them at all. So then they're looking like, oh, well, I mean, why the fuck would I go to the tour if I know they might throw fucking bottles at me and treat me like shit? And the fucking headliner is not going to say shit about it because he wants to pretend he's a fucking vampire or something. I don't know. But yeah, man, it's sad to see. And I just got to end this episode by saying protect Rigo Nassi at all costs. She's one of the coolest artists, one of the most influential, one of the most unique artists in hip hop right now and in the music industry. The shit she's done, you know, as a black woman. Like, in terms of, like, her aesthetic and the way her music is, it, it's really... I can always appreciate somebody doing something that nobody else is doing. I will always appreciate that because I know firsthand how hard that shit is. So, like, the fact that Rico Nasty, for how important she is to the culture, to the black culture and hip-hop and the music industry, the way she's being treated and Playboy Cardi, of all people, is not protecting her really leaves a sour taste in my mouth there's been a lot of artists that have been speaking out and showing their support for her which is nice but you know i guess i want the way i want to end this episode is just by saying you know fuck white people <laughs> all right i need to play i don't know what the fuck sound i'm gonna play i think that deserves that you know what i mean watch all the white people be mad like, no us white people are good Fuck you, bro. White people are awesome. You know what I mean? This was every single white person when I just said that. <laughs> you need to <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if all those subscribers were saying that. But listen, fuck white people, you know? And again, I'm generalizing, but not generalizing at the same time because the white people that know, white people know that it's white. The good white people know is fuck white people. That's all I'll say. But yeah, man, that has been a jam packed episode of the Empty Opinions podcast with the host, Lottie Polanco. That has been episode 151. Uh, hopefully for episode 152, I'm able to get a guest. Who knows, you know, shit is going to get really hectic for me in the next couple of weeks before the year ends. So, I, you know, I want to promise a guest, but, you know, shit happens. So you might just get stuck with me. But listen, these episodes are getting, you know, if you're if you're watching, if you got to this point, you obviously enjoyed it. So, you know, that means you like these solo episodes and, you know. I have no issue making more of these. So, you know, if my life gets too hectic and I just simply can't book other people to be in the guest, I can always do these myself. And I feel like these are kind of fun, if I may say so myself. But yeah, the way we're going to end the episode is with a song from Cochise called Cautious, latest single, ending the year off with a bang. Great song by Cochise. So that's how we're going to end this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening or watching episode 151. And I'll catch you guys next week for episode 152. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, got you, son. What am I saying? Let's go. 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 Young skinny, skinny nigga, I'm a pretty, young pretty, young pretty nigga. I got guns with me, Bobby with me, got the love with me, got your roll with me. I can lie with you, I'm too nauseous, I'm so nauseous, moving cautious, got the guess on me, like I'm caustic, got the wrecks on me, never lost me, to be H, to be honest. I can't hate, I've been straight. 
What's your fate? I been tripping, tripping. I feel like I'm late. You been tripping, tripping, boy. You gotta shake. I ain't Drake. Nobody can stop me. I see on my neck. I've been playing hockey. I saw that boy running. Yeah, he got them knockies. They say they is that guy. Tell that boy you're not me. Tell that boy you're not me. Shorty call me poppy. They be like they rooms. They be looking sloppy. You're like, where the bass, nigga? Where the bass at? Where the bass at? Like a maniac, she like, what's his zodiac? And like, baby, I don't even know. I've been praying every morning. I know God, he got my soul. I got shorties, uh, yeah. I got shorties, uh, yeah. I'm in the party. I'm in the party. I'm in the party. I'm in the party. Sip it up, howdy. Shut it some money. I got checks, uh, checks, uh, yeah. And they fat, uh, yeah. I got racks, yeah. That's a fact. Got he on my side, he on my back. I had to leave a little, now I'm back Yeah, niggas ain't going, ayy, uh, yeah, but I'm a gorilla, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a gorilla, gorilla. Uh, yeah, I give a yeah, I'm a fella, 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 yeah, I